Welcome, Switched On crew. Dan here with today's signals around creating and living the life of your dreams. With me is Jennifer Brunancini. A great quote from Jennifer in the episode, discover how to live your best life. Come join us and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have Jennifer with us. And Jennifer is a social media influencer, business owner, motivational speaker, and mindset transformation coach. She empowers others to make powerful, conscious choices towards living a life of passion and purpose. I'm really excited to dive into this uh, with Jennifer today. Jennifer, welcome. And can you give everybody a little bit more background um, about yourself? Absolutely. And thank you, Dan, for having me today. I'm super grateful to be here as well. Um, as Dan mentioned, I'm Jennifer, um, born and raised from Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, moved to Southern California back in 2007, lived in Southern California um, for eight years, and then, you know, followed my dreams and moved to Paris, France in 2014. Um, lived in Paris for, you know, the last six years uh, up until this last March. And uh, here I am now kind of navigating my way, you know, through that time, I've um, learned a lot. I've grown a lot, um, been in marketing and advertising my entire career up until last year, um, and also lived my dreams of traveling and seeing the world. And that's something I really kind of want to touch on today, because if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would have lived in Paris and traveled the world, I would have been like, yeah, right. That's crazy. <laughs> but I did. And I'm standing here today to tell everybody um, the story of how that happened and how anybody can really accomplish their dreams. That's neat. What part of Paris did you live in? So I lived in the uh, premier arrondissement <laughs> in uh, the first, right by the Louvre. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I've traveled there and I, I'm sure I would slaughter the, the name of the place that we stayed, but it was like the uh, Isle... Isle de Saint Louis or something like that, right in Saint the... Louis. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You say it much better than I do. <laughs> oh, that's a super charming little. It's an island, actually. There's two islands in yeah. there. Don't know that, but it's a cute little charming island. How fun! How long ago was that? Oh, that was uh, a fair bit ago, but I've been there a couple of you know a couple of different times. But that was my favorite spot. It was mm -hmm. it was a beautiful location. It was really Very cool. cool. Yeah, there was a really great, you know, there's thousands of, but there was a really great, like, you know, pastry shop right right next to the uh, the place. And it was just fantastic to go and sit there and just kind of watch life go by. Oh, that is the best. Yeah. So, you know, as we dive into this, um, one of the areas that I like to talk to people about and, and make sure I have you share about is, when you started redesigning and when you said, hey, I'm going to go take on this new new lifestyle, um, what are the some of the things you went through that helped you, you know, kind of dive into this and, and take on that that possibility? So that's a great question. So like I mentioned, I've been in sales and marketing and advertising my entire life. Like I have lived and breathed it. It's what I know how to do. Like my first job literally was like marketing. And up until like now, that is what I've done in sales. And so, um, but there's always been this deep yearning, this like knowing this intuition within me of 
something bigger. You're made for something bigger. Um, you can be really, really good at something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's your purpose. And, um, you know, it was really this moment of sitting in my corner office um, in Southern California. You know, I had become the top salesperson. I was making great money, but I just didn't feel fulfilled. In fact, I felt like empty. Like I had achieved everything. I own my own home. I was successful. I was in my little comfortable bubble. And while that can be a good place, it's not where I was growing. And I knew that. Um, and so, you know, I had made a decision like in 2014, like I want to go see more of the world. I want to go see more culture. I want to feel well-rounded. I want to see, you know, what, what the world's really about and really experience it. And, um, you know, at that point it was just travel. I just want to go travel and see things like go eat new food, things like that. Um, but my girlfriends and I said, let's, let's plan a trip to Paris. And this is the first time I'd been to Paris, France. I'd been to Europe once with my mom and sister, um, in Rome, but Paris, France, first time it was a girl's trip. This is May of 2014. And, um, you know, while I'm there, it's just anybody who's been to Paris, it's just, wow. You know, if you've been to Europe, it's a completely different world. It's like walking in a, in a museum everywhere you go. It's like a, a museum. Everything is just history and culture and just amazingness. And uh, yeah, so my girlfriends decided to go on a, like a champagne tour one of the last days and I don't drink. So I was like, you know what, guys, you go ahead and go. I'm going to stay back and just explore the city. <laughs> and so I was like, this is perfect. I can go. I like to go running in uh, cities that I travel to just without a map, just go running and wonder. And I'll like run for like two hours and just discover new things, which is super cool for me. Um, but I wanted to go running. So I ended up going running and uh, ended up at the Notre Dame. And it's funny that you mentioned Il Saint Louis because it's the yeah. right across that bridge is yeah. and that park, that park right there across the bridge from where you were staying. Um, you know, I was there by myself. I'm sitting on the swing and the sun is hitting my face. And I was just like, wow, I could live here. I could live here. Like, this is it. This is this is that piece that I've has been calling to me. And um you know, and then my head was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. What would I do? And all the, the logical part comes in, you know, right. like, how am I going to plan it? What am I going to do? Where am I going to live? All those things, of course. Um, but I got back to California after that. And um, it was still there, that feeling, that knowing um, and sitting in my office, still feeling like this is it. This, this can't be it. There has to be more. And I know what that is now and I have to follow it. And, um, you know, I get goosebumps just thinking of that exact moment where I was like, I'm going to do it. And, uh, yeah, in two, in, uh, December of 2014, only like what, after May of 2014 to December, 2014, I moved to Paris, France. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, in the, in the way I look at those things, there was a strong signal is, is the way I always try to define these, but the amazing thing is you you actually listened to it and you followed that signal and and then it obviously led to some pretty big transformation uh, across your whole life uh so it's a, it's amazing and fun when you watch people follow their signals and you hear about the stories of it it's uh it's powerful mm. yeah I, love it. I mean life changing yeah 
Um, you know, in the uh, pre-show, we talked a little bit about there was a few things I had noticed in in your comments that you had been making, and one of them was you had talked about, you know, that it's a great reminder that everyday life moments that you sometimes took for granted are now those that you cherish and long for the most. And I think it's such an important point for all of us in today's world, in particular. But that's a powerful statement, and I wanted to have you um, speak for a minute about that. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. That is so true on so many levels. And it could be something as simple as like, you know, your husband or wife's silly laugh, you know, that you're like, oh, it's every day. But if it's not there, you miss it because you're like, oh, those are the things that give us meaning in our life. And for me, you know, thinking about living in Europe, I got used to it. And so it was a part of my life and walking around the streets and hearing the buzz of people at the fresh markets and, you know, being able to walk to the Eiffel Tower anytime I wanted, you know, um, it's those everyday things that I was able to do and living there sometimes in, in anywhere you get a little numb to it. Like you get numb to the, the exhilaration of that, to the, the spark of that. And going back to that now, I'm like, do you know what I would give to be able to walk to the Eiffel Tower right now? Like, I just want to go see it. These, this iron lady that will sparkle every hour on the hour for five minutes, you know, it's, uh, it's those things. And even just like the simple things of, you know, walking and grabbing a, a croissant in the morning, a, a fresh croissant um, is just something simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, you know, the present moment is something all of us, you know, tend to blow by too easily and and really just being in that present moment awareness of whatever it is you're doing. You know, yesterday played frisbee golf and you know, it was so fun and you're just out in the trees and you feel the energy and you know, just trying to be in the pocket of that moment and not wishing you were doing something else or being somewhere else, but relishing that you can do that. And I hear that, you know, with you and listening to that, you missing it and the longing for the, those moments. It, um, it really is powerful when you're in those moments to just be present. Yeah. And even just thinking about how I love to go running, like if I were to hurt my ankle and I couldn't go run, how I yeah. would long to just go for that run. Cause to me, it's a moving meditation and it's a normal thing. It's everything. It's something I do regularly, but you can often take it for granted because you're like, oh, I'm just going to go for a run. No big deal. But like, it would be so sacred if I weren't able to do that. Yeah. The um, another point we talked about in the pre-show, which um, resonated with me so much, which is you're always one decision away from a totally you know different life or a total life transformation type of a, of a thought process. And it certainly sounds like, you know, you experienced that in this process, but maybe share with everybody a little bit more around that thought process. Yeah, one decision away. I mean, if you think about it, people are making decisions on a constant basis, constant, constant decisions, whether it's an, uh, an outward decision or an inward decision. I think for me, there's been so many pivotal decisions that if I would have gone a different way, my life completely different. One is the obvious, you know, the decision to move to Paris. I mean, if I hadn't done that, I I don't know what would happen. I do know for sure that I would feel the emptiness on so much of a deeper level. And I wouldn't have been able to travel and see the world and really like experience something that is timeless and 
invaluable to my heart and soul that probably one of the biggest and best decisions of my life was to do that. And if I hadn't done that, I think the thing for me is that I know it would have been based in fear and that knowing that I would have made the decision in the other way based on fear would have like crushed my soul in some way, you know? (laughs) And I think that is like, that's the beauty of when you make those decisions that change to elevate you and move you forward, you know, that you did it in more of like a, you know, a hope and a faith and a trust that everything is going to be fine if you just keep moving forward and follow your dreams. Yeah. There's, um, I'm going to see if this resonates with you, but there's this interesting distinction I've been playing with, which is I've noticed a pattern for me of when I, um, try to use force, like when I try to force something to happen, and, and then I wind up, I can make it happen, you know, but it really wasn't what I should have been making happen. So in this case, I think of you and I go like, well, you could have forced yourself to stay in your office and stay at that desk and stay in that job. If, but, you know, that, you know, like you said, who knows where that would have led, but you could have done it. But instead, you, you pulled back a little bit and you didn't use force and you let intuition guide you and you let other things, you know, guide that decision. And I think it's, um, I've been noticing more and more that every time I think of these things and I realize that force is involved, like I'm really forcing it. Um, then I wind up with unintended consequences that I didn't want to have. (laughs) Does does that (laughs) resonate? And what are what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Like when I think of when I'm trying to force something, I'm hitting a brick wall and a brick wall and a brick wall. And if I keep hitting that brick wall, one, what am I meant to learn right now? Right. What am I meant to learn mostly about myself? What am I trying to force? And if it's not working, either that's what's not meant to be or find another way, find a different path. Um, Because this one is obviously not the one you're meant to be on. Right. Yeah. So there's obviously perseverance comes into that perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. Yes, perseverance. But if it doesn't energetically feel aligned and you know that, that's that signal, that intuition. Okay. Something is trying to tell me something that this is not the path. What's yeah. the path? Yeah. The, the, the perseverance one is an interesting one too. You know, it's, there really is, um, we talked about this too a little bit, but you know, I've just noticed the more I'm in the pocket of, of kind of letting intuition guide me, mm-hmm. things really are materializing and things really are manifesting. And the more you can trust that, <laughs> the, 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 the funner this gets. And I don't know if funner is even a word, but anyway. It, uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it, it, it definitely, um, it, it does, it does work. It does happen. So mm-hmm. um, another question I want to ask you is what are some of the daily rituals that you can share that keep the momentum, even when things are, are getting hard, what do you do to keep yourself you know, in the flow of this? So something I do every morning, first coffee first, um, but second, I go and I sit on my little balcony nook and or, or wherever I am, you know, at that particular time in my life, and I will write a gratitude list. Um, what this does for me is it just sets me in this headspace of being thankful and grateful. And I could be writing like, I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for the birds outside. Just those small things that actually mean so much to me, being able to see those things, grateful for my sight, 
grateful for my life that I'm that I'm safe and healthy, you know, all of these different things. And then it takes me um, out of a place of longing for more and appreciating for what I already have. Um, and it also puts me in kind of a joy state of, wow, I'm really blessed. You know, even if they're just really small things, it's actually the small things that make such a big difference anyways. And the gratitude list just cultivates that joy for me to carry throughout my day. Um, so feeding my mind is a part of that. I also like to consume some some type of inspirational, um, educational, um, mind expansion type of content um, every day, whether that's listening to a podcast, you know, different things that would go, wow, like, ooh, that's a good thought, or I can try that, or like, that's a new perspective. Just something to expand my mind and get out of the conformity of the belief systems that I can set my own self into, you know, or society or anything, just expansion. Um, and then feeding my body, you know, I think that that's a big one, which includes doing some type of workout. And that could be just going for a long walk outside. That's nurturing my body. It's doing aerobics. It's going for my run. And for me, that's like a moving meditation. So it's really kind of a mind and body, but really like, you know, talking about taking care of your body and your health, it's a definitely a mind body connection. Yeah. And I try to make sure and feed both of those to the best of my ability, um, every day. Um, so that I just feel good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's neat. The gratitude list is, you know, it's one I've, I've heard about and I've you know, heard a lot of people talk about it. I, I, I do a morning kind of what I'm joyful and thankful for. Uh, but I could extend it even further. So that's good. I, I made a note and I got to keep, you know, I always try to keep learning, Another thing on the exercise, I just watched this amazing um, video by, have you ever heard of Dr. Gregor? I have, yeah. Yeah, so Nutrition Facts. But he had a, a video where um, he just did a study on uh, walking and motion, and basically. And if you do 400 minutes a week, you basically uh, extend your life by 14 years. Wow. And you know, you start to look at that and you go, that is significant, right? I mean, yeah, I'm getting older. Years. So <laughs> yeah. 14 years is really important. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing data point. And um, the motion, the activity, whatever it is, like you said, the walking, the running, the playing Frisbee golf, whatever you do to get out and get moving, um, it all counts. And it all, it really does make a, a, a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And doing those two things on a regular basis just helps me find balance and serenity in myself. So no matter what life might throw at me, it's kind of like my own way of keeping sane and balanced. Um, yeah, and it just kind of sets the tone for, okay, this could be happening, this could be happening, but I'm still so grateful for this. And I'm going to go do a workout to try and like maybe take my mind off of it and take care of myself in this process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. self-care. The um, well, since we know you're such a travel uh, enthusiast, what are a couple of your favorite places or spots? Oh man, that question. Um, there are so many. I mean, it's so hard to pick just a few, but I would probably say okay, I have five top countries or, or cities or whatever, but Greece, specifically Santorini, mm. because it's gorgeous, like, let alone, I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. I don't know if you know this, but every time that it sunsets over there, everybody actually stops and claps. 
Wow. And I said, I mean, it brought me to tears. I was like, this is so amazing. Just because it's so profoundly beautiful. But um, a special attachment to Greece is that that's where my now husband and I fell in love. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. So it's got an extra special place in our hearts for sure. Um, I would also say um, Italy as a whole. I just love Italy. I'm Italian um, by origin, but I just love the food and the culture and all of the diversity and all the different cities. Um, I mean, it's so beautiful. That's what I love about Europe is you can travel and be in a new country and you know, two hours. Um, in Italy, you can travel and be in a completely different city, yeah. different culture, different everything, different architecture. Um, and there's just so much richness in Italy. Um, that's actually where we want to move when we get to go back and, <laughs> and, buy, and buy a property there. Um, Bora Bora, because it's just heaven on earth. Literally, like if you don't believe in heaven, you just might when you go there because it is just wow. Um, Paris, obviously, uh, the food, it's the best food I've ever had in my entire life. And anybody who goes there would not like, they would not disagree with that. The food is just spectacular. And I found that the French and the culture are very elegant and classy. Um, it's really just about the energy that you bring to them. If you try to speak French and you try to be, you know, collaborative, people respond with that. And that's really my experience with, yeah. with the French. Like I didn't speak any French when I got there, zero. And then, <laughs> you know, I tried and they, they tried to speak back to me and it really helped. Um, and so that, and then my last would probably be um, Belize. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, but Belize is actually a third world country. And, you know, these people are, they have absolutely nothing compared to what, we would consider things in society in America and they are the most joyous and free people I have ever met in my entire life. And it just makes you think like, wow, that's what life's about. It's not about the things it's about here. It's yeah. what we have and carry in here. And like, they showed me that it was beautiful. Wow. That that's a good list. I, I, <laughs> I, I haven't you know been to virtually any of those places. So it's a, that's a good list for me once if once and when the world kind of gets back to <laughs> a more yeah. uh, simple place to move around. Um, well, great. As we, you know, head into winding down from this discussion, there's two things I always like to, to have uh, guests talk about. One is if you were to have people walk away from this discussion with one thing, um, what would it be? And the uh, concept of this came out of, um, when I used to go to Catholic mass as a kid, when, uh, when I've over time, anytime I'm going to a session, I've always just said, look, if I can walk away with one thing that I can either use for the next week or adopt into my life, then the time was completely worth it. And so I always like to say, Hey, what would you say to have people walk away with one thing? I would say it all comes down to mindset and manifestation. If, if there's a way to get those two things, really mindset aligned, manifestation will fall into place. So really it comes down to believe you can and you're halfway there. Get into action towards that and watch the universe unfold for you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. The, uh, that's one that I definitely know. I've used and, and use often. 
And uh, so I completely agree and, and have been shocked at what has happened as I've more and more lived that way and, and think and feel that way. So that's great. Good. Uh, the last thing is cauliflower moment. And um, the idea of this is really just something where you had a belief one way, you challenged it, and you wound up completely either transforming your life, helping others transform theirs, but you looked at something completely differently. And what what jumps to your mind uh, for the cauliflower moment? Okay, so I've had a couple. Um, I think the obvious one everybody can tell today is my cauliflower moment of changing my entire life. Everything changed when I moved to Paris. Um, the belief that I was going to be in California and, you know, get married and have kids right away at that time and be in sales and marketing, like that was going to be my role. And I was going to, you know, continue to go in that, that route to literally getting my job to let me work remotely over there, moving to Paris, France by, my, by myself, speaking no French, knowing no single person, like the belief shattered of what I was supposed to do according to, you know, an outline of what life would look like based on education and career versus what I was designed to do. And I think that that is huge. The belief that I could live my dreams and travel the world and do anything I possibly dreamed of. Like that is really the belief that has transformed my life from that point forward, because I've been able to prove to myself, it doesn't matter how big it is. It just starts with the dream and then the intention and then the action forward and everything will fall into place as long as I don't give up on that. Yeah. 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 And you, and you said you had a second one. I do. So this, <laughs> I'm sorry, this one's probably quite relevant to a lot of people that are, you know, going, trying to get over 2020, the 2020 hangover. So, you know, last year, as we all know, was extremely challenging. And it was also for me, and there's been very, a lot of moments that brought me to my knees in 2020. Um, you know, as you guys know, I lived and breathed Europe, loved it. Uh, my heart still lives there. Um, but we came back to California in March just for a vacation. We were coming for a wedding and also for our engagement party, which we planned. There was going to be like 80 people. People were flying in. Um, we got here and within a week, the world shut down mm -hmm. um, and we could not return to our apartment. Uh, we were in Barcelona at this time. We lived in Barcelona now and we literally could not and still could not return to our apartment even now. Um, so we're left with the, what do we do? You know, and it comes down to like this chapter that we had to get to terms with closing just for now of the European life that I built and I loved and I, you know, longed for and I wasn't ready to leave yet. That's for sure. Um, but it was just getting into acceptance that it might be the end of this chapter, but the story's not over. Um, also, you know, I ended up uh, having to postpone our wedding that was supposed to be in Italy. Um, we lost our little precious baby girl, Tinkerbell, who has been like my heart and soul for 14 and a half years. She literally was like a part of my identity. And that was such a huge loss. Still is today. I miss her so much. Um, and then the final straw really was the job that I had taken over there to work remotely and that I had actually worked at here before I left, ended up having to lay off 50% of their staff. Um, and I was an independent contractor at that time. So I legally had to be laid off. So 
everything I knew is my identity, sales and advertising, my little dog, who was like my companion everywhere I went, my European lifestyle, my wedding that I had gotten so excited, you know, her girl dreams and plans for her wedding, all these things that I believed about my life and how it was going to go. They all were up in the air. And, um, you know, what that has really brought me to again is the, the career aspect that rather than seeing it as like a detrimental event and it's at the end of all the others. So rather than going down that path of like my life's falling apart, oh my gosh, I said, this is an opening. This is an opening for me to finally really truly step into my light and serve my purpose for what I'm meant to do on this planet in this life. Um, And Trust me, that's been very challenging because what I know how to do is sales and marketing. I'm good at it. And I could go get hired at another company right now, have stable income and be like, okay, we're good. But I also know that I would feel like I'm selling my soul. I would feel like I'm just jumping in back to the comfort of what I know how to do versus the discomfort of trying something new and feeling really proud of the woman that I become because of that. Yeah. And that is where I am today. And so I made a decision to kind of tap into what is my purpose other than traveling and sharing that with my (laughs) stuff, you know, like that's definitely part of my purpose, but my purpose is really to help other people, you know, find their purpose, their passion and live a life of their dreams because I believe anybody can. And what that looks like is going into coaching, going into coaching. And that's not me telling other people how to do it. Sure, I can provide suggestions, but it's really helping others find the answers that they already have within themselves. Yeah, that's that's what I aim to do and inspire them to believe that they can do it, too. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, that's a perfect segue into telling people how they can connect with you or, you know, see more about what you're what you're doing and how they can interact with you. Absolutely. So there's two things. If for all my little travel lovers, you can go to traveling with soul on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find all my European adventures there. Um, As well for any kind of coaching or inspiration, I have an Instagram account for that, which is Jennifer Brunacini, my full name. Um, And if you want to email me with any questions or you're looking for, you know, way to tap into your own passion and purpose, you can feel free to shoot me an email at coachjen at uh, jenniferbrunacini.com as well. Perfect. Well, I'll also put that in the show notes so people can find it as well. And I want to say thank you for your time today. And uh, it's always great uh, meeting people who are have taken some signals, gone out and challenged it and, uh, you know, living uh, a completely different life because of it. So it's great. Thank you for Thank your time. You, okay. This has been such an amazing energy exchange and I'm truly <laughs> honored to be here as well. Thank you so much. Awesome.